This is the Beyond the Profi podcast, the podcast that empowers you and inspires you to seek career excellence while pursuing your passion. And I'm your host, Jasmine Haley. Welcome to the Beyond the Profi podcast. I'm very excited for my guest for today because I have been trying to get this RDH on the podcast for some time now and probably maybe over a year or so. So he is a dad genus. He's an RDH. He's an entrepreneur. Um, I have not given him an agenda of what we're going to talk about today. And I'm just really excited to welcome my guest, Elijah Desmond. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to finally be coming on because it's been forever that we've been trying to make this happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're both busy people, but you are really extremely busy, especially when we're in person. Like if I can get you for at least 15, 20 minutes, I'm like, I'm happy. I'm like, good, good. Because right. <laughs> it is hard when we're in person, but this is this is better. It's a great, yeah. a great relaxing week. So I do appreciate you being on. Absolutely. Um, so I I do want to share a little bit about how I met you. I actually written about it when I first started my, my um, business and I met Elijah uh, February of 2016. And the first thing that stood out to me about Elijah was he did not have a coat in the dead of winter in Chicago. <laughs> I was just like, who is this dude? Cause first of all, you're tall and I'm looking up at you and he kept asking everyone, does anybody want to take a cab with me? Anybody want to take a cab with me? Cause I don't have a coat. And I'm looking like, why doesn't he have a coat? Well, he just came from Hawaii and he was asking for people to go with him. And I was like, I don't know him. I don't know who he is. I know he's here. So I think it was um, Jill that went with you in the cab. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if there was anyone else. But after we came back from having dinner, this amazing deep dish pizza, I had the opportunity random to sit next to you. Because you had invited a, a group of us to come and sit with you. Yep. And in that short period of time in that conversation, just hearing your story was a very important um, part of my journey. Because I literally felt like my mind was completely blown. I was limiting myself to what I could possibly do. I wanted more. And that evening, Elijah sent me a DJ Khaled. Um, that's how I knew you were cool. <laughs> <laughs> a DJ Khaled video and it was just so it was so nice it was like you heard me you heard exactly where I was and what I was thinking and in four months I started being on the profi like I wasn't playing and I went to your um, professional development course also that really really shaped everything so I'm thankful for that conversation because sometimes you know you have the potential but you have to be reminded of that and that's something that you um, consistently do. So I thank you for that. I really do. Thank you. And, and I remember specifically um, us sitting down and I I remember that this bacon was so good. I just needed to, I needed to tell somebody. I needed to that tell somebody. That bacon was so bomb. I, so I offered <laughs> you a piece of my bacon. And this was not just a regular bacon. This bacon was like extra thick with like all kinds of flavoring. Yes. Like, it, it was, was like a piece of steak. That's yeah, what it was, it was like. like. It was like a piece of steak, right. It was so good. And uh, then I remember after our conversation and I remember you saying, wow, wow. And I'm like, okay, she's, she's ready to be pushed to the next level. So I remember going up to my bed 
and um, looking on YouTube and finding finding them, looking up motivational videos for you. <laughs> I think I might have sent you a sent you a couple of them, but I definitely remember the DJ Khaled one <clears throat> and another one. And oh, yes. another one. <laughs> you and, special. You know, What's funny about that, (laughs) I I was actually, so I always incorporate the motivation into all of the lectures that I do, motivational speaking of some sort. And what's so funny about that video is shortly after um, I had sent you that video, I like probably watched it about 10 times and I was just doing another presentation for Strawman. Now, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Strawman, but Strawman's a dental implant company, a big one, like, you know number one dental implant company, billion dollar company. Anyways, I was speaking for Strauman for some time and it was my first time giving the lecture on case presentation. And I was doing it down in South Florida. I was doing case presentation. And now this is a very clinical, you know, type of company. Mm-hmm. And, but, but Tracy Butler allows you to give you your own spin on things. They, she allows you to develop your own content, etc. Anyhow, I put that video into my PowerPoint, right? <laughs> and Tracy happened to be there for the first time. She was actually hearing me speak for Strom, and I already spoke for them about, I don't know, 30, 40 times at that point. And uh, I put that in, into the presentation. And you know how, like, the first time that you add anything to your presentations, it's always, like, new. So you don't know what the, the response is going to be like with the audience. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That, and then you keep it if it's good and you throw it out if it's bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say I threw that out. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> to South Florida, you know, I'm thinking like, all right, well, I've been like, this is the second study club I've done, third study club I've done with this, with this whole audience. And they're very, you know, they're lighthearted. They get me, you know, they understand my style and. You know, I think that he might have said the word homeboy. And I'm like, oh, my God. Why did I put this in my presentation? It was like two minutes long. And I was just thinking to myself, like, I should have reevaluated before I put this in. Because it was like, it resonates. It resonates with a millennial. It resonates with somebody who listens yeah. to hip-hop R&B. And then whenever I was to put it into a professional setting for a periodontist who was doing the study club that I was speaking at, oh, Horrible selection. So <laughs> I'm glad that it was for you. Yeah, it made me laugh because I was like, I, t- I even text my husband. I was like, yo, this is, look, look, I'm getting the yo out. This is right. me. This is me. This is me yep. when I'm relaxed. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, this guy just sent me DJ Khaled. <laughs> yo. And Clarence was like, yo, another one. I was like, yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's true. Like, the certain, like, when I look at my demographic of people that I speak with, they're, you know, 40s, 50s, some of them. I've even asked, like, when I talk about opioid addiction, mm-hmm. and I asked them if they heard of Sipping on Your Scissor. You remember that song? Sipping on Your Scissor, yes. <laughs> well, that is a, it's an opioid. Like, it's in, it's in the music that young people are listening to. It's in yes. the, the things that we are watching on TV. Like, it's yeah. there, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. anywho. Yeah. I think that that's just amazing. I mean, I think that's why we click so well. You know, in this industry, you know, a lot of people are 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 stuck on being. I'm not saying professional, but it's a little bit like they're they're stuck on being in the norm. Like the person that, that was that taught them, they want to be just like them. The person that taught them want to be just like them, 
And I stand for being yourself. And, uh, you know, and there's a, there's a book that I'm almost finished to finish uh, writing called Serial Entrepreneur from Startup to Success. The first chapter is called The Number One Risk in Life. The number one risk in life is being yourself. And so many people will, will, will tell you to be somebody who you aren't. And so when you really own being yourself, it becomes so natural and it then becomes so easy. And that's why, you know, when, when, when people come up to you and say, well, I would have done this or here's what I would do if I was you. Well, you're not me. We're different people. So I think we really connected because I was able to be myself because at the time uh, that you and I had met, which was a couple years ago, I really was still finding myself in the industry. Mm-hmm. And I was so a breaking point to where, hmm, all these people are saying, Elijah, you're having too much fun or you're too loud or you're, you're, you know, you should be wearing something different or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hadn't, I hadn't came to the point to where I fully said, you know what, this is me. I'm going to be me. Um, in, in my head, it was a decision that I had made going on. I'd never changed. I was always myself, but I definitely went back and forth with myself saying, Hmm, should I listen to these people? Should I tone it down? Should I not be my, myself? Should I blend in like they're telling me to do? And I, I never did it. I never mm-hmm. went and tried to blend in just because everybody else was doing it. I continued on the path and continued to be myself. And although it was different, I still have a great heart and I still was doing the right things. Mm-hmm. It's just people were not accepting somebody new and doing something different. So mm-hmm. it was really, we met around a really, really big part in my career as well. Even though I was doing things, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. was still fighting with myself with that number one risk in life. And that was being myself. And I, I owned it. And man, am I happy that I continued on the path because it's so easy now. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you, I, I really appreciate you mentioning that because um, it's actually very powerful. And I think it is, like you said, one of the first steps of understanding who you are and then being who you are. If you're trying to have career satisfaction innately for me, I and I was just talking to my husband about this this morning. I am a people pleaser. I'm concerned about how other people feel. And most people that are dental hygienists and we are caring or providing services for others. We are that way. We want people to feel comfortable. We want them to be. Um, good. And then sometimes when we think that way, we sacrifice who we are and then we're unhappy and we're not happy with our professional career. And so <clears throat> one of the fundamental things that we have to understand is when you're comfortable with yourself, you understand who you are, that increases your confidence level and that increases your ability to, as you normally say, in you're trapped in an op group, follow through on the actions and desires and goals that you set for yourself. Yep. And you said a word that that's very resonates with me and is, is being comfortable with yourself and having confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. And if you if you are confident in yourself and confident in your abilities, your ability to lead in this industry becomes tenfold mm-hmm. because people are attracted to people who are confident. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, I understand that. I understand the big picture. But my big goal is to go and find those people who are not confident and give them confidence. And that's what I stand for. And that, you know, that's a major, major turning point in my career is, is when I decided that I was going to focus on building people up and giving people confidence. Because I'm going to tell you what, before three years ago, even two and a half years ago, nobody knew who I was. 
Mm-hmm. Nobody knew. No, nobody knew who Elijah Desmond was, and it was because I was selfish, and I was focused on me, and and building me, and and getting the next contract, and 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 making that next dollar. Mm-hmm. I was so focused on me that I lost sight that there's so many people out there that need help. So whenever I started getting involved, very involved in helping as many people as I can, that's when things create, started changing for me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I loved the feeling of helping people. And I loved the feeling of the messages that I would get from people. And now it's crazy because I'm getting them on a daily or uh, or at least every other day from people saying Elijah you changed my life mm-hmm. that is that's why I'm here and so after I realized why I was put on this dental earth it really had had evolved who I was as an individual I was never bad I never was doing the wrong thing I was just always focused on me and now it feels good because I'm in a position where I'm all right I'm good mm-hmm. now I can just focus on helping other people and so it's just a it's a very good position and it's crazy I take a, 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 re, a rewind my life about two and a half years ago. I remember doing a podcast with, with Mark Frias, mm-hmm. uh, Mark RDH. And that I podcast, remember seeing that. Yeah. Yes. That podcast, I was actually, I was still in my selfish mode. Mm-hmm. And when I say selfish, I mean, I wasn't like, like I said, I wasn't a bad person. I was just focused on me, me, me. And that podcast was a turning point. Uh, for me in the career, because when I put my email out there, I said, I would love to help anybody because I still, I'd like to help, but I was so focused on me. So I, I would love to help anybody. Go ahead and email me at that, that, that. I'll never say that again on the podcast because my email blew up. And so, it, it, well, at least you I, didn't put your cell phone because some people put cell uh, phone numbers and I'm like, and I don't do that anymore. You, people will call you at all times. When all times at night, in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, I, I got I created that group chapter and op because mm-hmm. of that. I had 300 emails right away, and I created chapter and op, and that was really a turning point. And and I honestly, any I've done probably I don't know eight or nine podcasts or something like that since then, mm-hmm. and there's not been one like this like we're having. So it's kind of an aha moment right now mm-hmm. uh, because going back to then, that's when I started to open myself to be be open to, to changing people's lives and helping people find their why. So much has changed between now and then. So I'm super excited to be chatting about this topic instead of one of the businesses or whatnot. That yeah, I'm getting- yeah. Well, because so the whole purpose of this podcast is really to help people that were where I was two years ago in the pit of despair, like in a really dark place. Mm-hmm. And really... Um, or like how you mentioned, someone that's just really starting and getting themselves up there. We don't we don't always have the time to go and have these deep conversations with individuals who are movers and shakers in our industry, which is what this podcast is bringing, um, which is why we keep the agenda very loose. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I really appreciate the points that you made. We We definitely do evolve quite a bit. And who I was when I met you is so different now. And I'm still evolving and trying to work through some of the the barriers that I put up for myself because a lot of barriers that we uh, that we tackle with are things that we create on our own definitely on our own so with you doing what you're doing now which is has changed you now have like a corporation with smiles yes. at sea yes. um, and it is it's huge it's growing it's it's changing people's lives it's getting people excited again about dentistry 
Um, what would you say to someone who, because you were in a different place when you met me, would mm-hmm. you change the way that you spoke to me and what you said, or maybe the advice you may have given and someone that was feeling stuck or really not sure about where to go? Would you change that? That's an amazing, deep question. Um, so the answer to that is absolutely not. At the point where I had met you, I had already made that turn in my career where it was all about helping people and inspiring others. You know, prior to my dental life, um, I my world was motivational speaking for kids. And I didn't realize that I could have that same impact on adults. I thought that since I was young, I would be able to relate to the kids and continue to relate for them for quite a while. I didn't think that adults would respond the way that they did. So I already had made the change, uh, you know, in my path within our industry prior to meeting you. And it was things like that, that the happiness that, that it brought you, the, the motivation that it brought you. It was changes like that that reassured me that I was that I was going down a really, really good path. So, no, I wouldn't have changed that conversation at all. And I'm so happy um, that I was able to, to, to build that relationship with you and, 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 and see you really when you were just getting started and then you blew up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just happy I'm just happy to be even a little smidge of a part of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. It's it is crazy the growth that has happened, and I'm thankful for it. I'm thankful for everyone and all their support. So, how do you deal with like in a position that you are now, or even when you're starting? Like, you're going to get challenged a lot. You're going to have naysayers. So, you talked about making sure that you are um, that you believe in yourself, mm-hmm. but that doesn't take away the fact that it hurts and it when sucks. Naysayers, yes, and it sucks. Yep. <laughs> and and a lot of them may be people that you admire, you know? So, like, what do you do in or a situation? Or once, or once admired. Yes, that's true. Once admired. So what do you what do, do in I a situation do? like that? Because there's a lot of people that talk about that in the group or I've gotten messages from people who just said, you know, this person told me that I didn't I didn't belong here. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm what I'm doing isn't of value. Correct. Correct. So I just I just pulled out this paper that uh, you know I spent the beginning of the year um, this year uh, 2017 January with Linda Miles and I don't know if you love Linda Miles or not uh, I don't know her but I've heard this is the second or third time I've heard her name I want to meet her one day man well when I'm saying wow that's when I, I mean wow mm-hmm, so she mm-hmm. she she is absolutely amazing and we sat at the dinner table she invited well first off talk about mentorship a little, you know, a little bit later, but she came to one of my events that was my charity event as a mentor. I facilitated the meeting. I'm a mentor as well. Um, and anyways, I, <clears throat> we had 12 mentees and I didn't want to take up the time from Ms. Linda Miles because I was there to mentor others, not be mentored. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of kept my distance to an extent because I wanted to not be selfish. The selfish me before would have been all up in her ear the whole time, taking up everybody else's time and forgetting about them because I'm getting me. So no, 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 no. I had changed by that point. So whenever we did get a chance to talk, it was small talk, but we really hit it off crazy. And she invited me to her home. And um, basically, you know, her and her husband are just absolutely amazing um, he came as well and they basically opened up the doors to their house for a few days and I stayed there and we had dinner, lunch, breakfast, all the above. <clears throat> Big thing is we sat at her round table 
for three days straight. And we talked about life and where she's been. And man, I'm going to tell you what, when you talk about a person that is just full of, of giving and full of, of wisdom and full of happiness, that's Linda Miles. I mean, <clears throat> and we sat down and she said, you know, have you ever done the DISC personality test? And I said, you know what? I don't really believe in personality tests. Like, to me, that's just like a little multiple choice thing. They don't work. You're and not going like, to tell me who I am. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, Elijah. She put her hand, hand on my hand. She said, Elijah, sweetie, I'm telling you, just take it. And just, just take it. Took the test. I got my results. And she about passed out. She's like, there is nobody that I know that has the exact same person personality type as me. And we have the same personality type. And so I'm like, wow, really? And so basically, I am a high I with a tendency to go to a D, but I'm very high I. Mm. And I'll tell you, this will, this will come full circle here in just a second. Um, I'll tell you what a high I, um, essentially, what it, what it means so a high eye is um, a influencer. They influence other. They love to dress up, to talk, uh, to entertain. They're fun. Uh, they're creative and have great ideas. They're able to see the big picture, slightly disorganized, but organized when they have advanced notes. And the biggest failure for a high eye is loss of social approval. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, is whenever you deal with somebody who is a, like you said, naysayer or a negative Nancy or somebody in the industry where you thought you could get along with great and they just hit you with the stop sign. And so <clears throat> when you say, how do you deal with it? Well, first off, I want to tell you from my personality type, I actually didn't deal with it well until I learned from Linda Miles' uh, disc profile that was actually me and I need to be able to work with and understand my personality type. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so before when somebody will say was a naysayer, was super negative towards me, I would really be upset. Like it would be like that, that pit in your stomach that says you just want to throw up, you know, cause, and especially if you didn't do anything wrong, like if you were just being yourself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, if you mm-hmm. go out and you, intentionally badmouth somebody or you steal somebody something or you do something really bad like that's a reason to be disliked exactly but whenever you're just yourself it's bad because i'm going to tell you what i feel that disliking somebody for their personality could be worse than disliking somebody for their because of their skin color mm. because i'm a shell right my my, my shell is is yellow I'm half black and half white. And it doesn't <laughs> matter that much to me if you don't like the color of my skin. Like, I can get over that. But if you're like, I don't like you as an individual, that's, 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 mm-hmm. that's hard. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. That is really difficult. And so that was something that I, I would say this year I have been able to overcome. And it was really thanks to Linda. Yeah, that's um, a big deal. Yes, it, it is a big deal. And I, and I, I tell you, there's and my dad always told me. She, he said, you know, Elijah, people are not going to like you. When mm-hmm. they first meet you, they're not going to like you. But when they get to know you, it's going to be hard to not like you. Mm-hmm. And he's told me that for my whole life. I guess it's now just kind of setting in. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> um, but at the end of the day, you know, there was um, there was a time when it was very difficult, and it wouldn't be often because I'm used to approval and everybody's you know thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, and then when it happened, it would be like the end of the world. So, what I do differently now um, that that I've grown and now I've understood that not everybody's going to like me. So here's what I do. Uh, first off, I shut that. I just shut that off. I shut them off. Uh, so I have an on-off switch, and I don't pay attention to any negativity. That's why we have ten thousand two hundred members in our group, mm-hmm. uh, and there is no negativity. Because if it, if it happens, I just hit the shut off real quick, block, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's and that's bad because I'm going to tell you what you know. I've been able to meet so many different amazing people in our industry. And I've, I've been able to form a lot of relationships. And I would say I probably know, hmm, I got to be around 60% of the, of the main people in our industry, the movers and shakers. I probably know them now. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, why would I concentrate on a 2% of people that are energy vampires when I got another 40% to go and shake hands with and mm-hmm. to try to help them and mm-hmm. try to change their life? Why would I focus on the two percent, I just shake them off, like you say, shake them haters off. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? And really, what you're doing is almost like a practice of gratitude. You know, just appreciating the good and not focusing on this amount. Like the um, listeners, you can't see, but like my hand, my fingers are closed because it's that many people that are really negative, mm-hmm. and really, it's a matter of you removing them, recognizing it. And then removing it you're, immediately. You're so, you're so right. And to me, here's how I look at them. I look at them, first off, as a little obstacle. Because I'm going to tell you what. They're like, they're like snakes in the fact that if you let a snake go and don't bother them, they're not going to bother you. Mm-hmm. Like, I can guarantee you that there might be one person who would even listen to this podcast, possibly... They're going to listen to it for two minutes. They're not even going to listen. They're not even going to bother. Mm-hmm. They're not going to bother you. Know, they're not going mm-hmm. to bother you. Just, just leave them to go slither along their way and help the people who are the, the, the angels, the people that are happy, the people that want to be around you. Like That's what you have to focus on. You can't focus on the negativity and the negative energy. You have to focus on the positive energy. So that is how I deal with the, the naysayers. And like I said, there's not a lot of them. That's a good thing. Yes, it <laughs> they is. They are out there. They are, yeah. there, they and, are, and they yeah. will come and they will give you the unsolicited advice. Let me tell you a powerful, powerful quote from Les Brown. I love Les Brown. Um, he's an amazing motivational speaker. And he was talking about someone wrote this in, in a group he was talking to. They said, um, beware of people without credentials. So these people are going to give you their opinions with no credentials. They've got nothing to back it up. So a lot of people have things to say, and I'm not, I don't want to discount the, the constructive criticism that is necessary for you to evolve and get better. But we're talking about people that are not giving you any constructive criticism. They're just trying to tear you down. And mm-hmm. that was something that really, really helped me on my journey. Let's talk about mentorship because we're heading, we're heading close to the end of this conversation. But I want to talk about what mentorship is not. Because I remember specifically that you made it clear the boundaries that you set. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people understand the difference between an advocate, someone that may refer you to something, but may not give you that daily advice, 
and someone that's a mentor that you occasionally speak to and um, may get some feedback here and there, but you do the work. And then a coach, someone that's there to almost hold your hand and take you step by step. And yeah. I think there's there's some clear lines here that we need to that I would love oh. to discuss with you because yep. some people go beyond beyond that and not really understanding what their needs are. Oh man, that love the topic. Um, so first off, let me go ahead and, and back that down, right? So let's start at the top. You have a coach. Those coaches are paid coaches. There are like people who are paid to take you along your path, kind of like uh, uh, Jamie Dooley, a life coach. And I'm sure that you you know other life coaches out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Kristen Hudson, I think, is another one. I don't um, know who mo- she is. Mm-mm. Yep. She, so she, I don't know her well, but I know that she is one. But a big picture is is there's a coach that, that, that you pay to literally hold your hand. Um, you know, my, uh, you know, and I've paid for a coach. I actually paid for Jamie, uh, Jamie's uh, highest uh, coaching um, offer that she had. Mm-hmm. And mine was actually on health. Mm. It wasn't, I don't really need, I guess I could use, I mean, I need to find a little balance, but I already got that. I got the boundary set up, mm-hmm. um, but I needed it for, for health. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, a coach is paid. A coach is somebody that you can call on a regular basis that it's paid. Now, from that, the step down is, you know, uh, I would say a, a mentor and essentially free help, free wisdom, all of the above. And, you know, I feel really strongly about this. It's a lot of what I stand for. <clears throat> I gravitate to people that follow through. And people that say they're going to do something, they do it. And you are a perfect example. Um, I cannot stand when somebody keeps knocking on the door and crying the same river and not doing nothing. I'll tell you what, I will give you all of my time almost as if I was your coach and you were paying for me if I watch you follow through on everything that you say you're going to do. I will not waste my time, though, with someone who is this draining because they're they're not finding solutions. They're coming and saying, this is what wrong for me, that's what wrong for me, da 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 and there's not a solution. Like, if you have a complaint, come with the solution. And then once you have the solution, follow through on it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a perfect example of the idea of a person. Carlos Rodriguez. This is somebody who follows through on everything. Mm-hmm. I met him in January of this year. I don't know if you if you all are watching, or I'm sure you know Jasmine. Uh <laughs> He, everybody knows him now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know why? Mm-hmm. I have been meant to I'm going to take the full credit. I have told him a, a whole bunch of things to do. He's done it. So mm-hmm. that's on him. He's done it all himself. So I'm not going to take his credit. I'm not going to take ownership for what he's done. However, I will tell you that I have a big part of it. And I'll tell you that he has a bigger part of it. I'll tell you why. Every single thing that I said, Carlos, here's what you got to do. He's done it. Mm-hmm, Every mm-hmm. single one. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Jefferson is another one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alfonso Jefferson was completely, nobody knew him a year ago. He's done every single, single thing that I've told him to. And for both of them, they have not once complained about money. Mm. Not, one, not one single time. And it's not because they got it or they don't. It's because they don't let obstacles or excuses get in the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when I say money, I'm saying, okay, 
Carlos, here's what you need to do. You need to go get, you need to write down two course titles, descriptions, uh, objectives and summaries. You need to go and pay Christy to get them all pretty for you. Mm-hmm. You need to go and build a website. You need to go and get a headshot. You need to fly to Cancun and be a part of a speaker showcase to get exposure. You need to come out to this event and network. You need, I mean, da, 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 da. he's done every single thing. Alfonso, every single thing. And then I'll talk to you about an, another person, Lynn Irwin. Mm-hmm. Lynn Irwin, man, I'm going to tell you what, she follows through on every single thing. But the thing is, is that she, I, I feel that she is, she has a lot of things that she's passionate about. She's just finding her passion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she follows through on every single thing. And I don't mind that people say aren't immediately extremely successful. That is totally okay. Because you know what? I fell on my face so many times as well. Mm-hmm. And Lynn is a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. You know, she is, she's just an amazing human being. And mm-hmm. this I've is one of the things. I've smiles at sea. Yeah. Yep. This is one of the things that we talked about. We talked about there's a difference between being passionate and finding your passion. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be passionate about multiple things. And on that journey, you will find your passion. Mm-hmm. And so I feel she just hasn't found her passion yet. However, she has been extremely successful because now she knows what she's capable of. Mm-hmm. The number one thing that I'm proud of her for is she was able to be herself and own it. Because when we have first met, you know, she's very outgoing, like super outgoing. Yeah. And she, I don't know, she came up and asked me directly if, you know, am I being too loud or am I asking too many questions or am I this and that? I say, you know what, Lynn, you need to be yourself and own it. That is what's going to take you, not being somebody else and hiding in hibernation. Mm-hmm. And she is passionate about many things. Eventually she will find her passion. But it's the point of following through the entire way to find your passion I'm all for helping those people. So sorry for the the, the long, the long explanation. <laughs> it's okay. I totally get it. You know, the here's the thing. You, a mentorship is a relationship. You have a relationship that you build with individuals. And when you put forth the effort, those who are in a position to give you their wisdom or have explained some of the things that they've gone through, that can definitely be a huge motivator for them to continue to help you. What doesn't help is if you meet someone right off the bat and and you ask them, well, let me get all your tips and strategies and what you did for the last two years, because, you know, you've got it. You know, that's a different approach than actually developing a relationship, really sincerely coming with, with, um, I don't know. I guess the best word is authenticity. And you can kind of tell when someone's an energy zapper and when, you know, someone is not and when they're really, really, really honest. So for those that are looking for mentorship, because there are people that are you have to develop um, relationships. You've got to network. you got to get out there and you have to you have to work. And when you work, I promise you that people will come and try to support you in any way that they can. I think that's a huge, huge deal. I've got two more questions for you. Yes. So my my um, first question is, what was the last book that you read? <laughs> that is an amazing question. So the last book I read, it probably was, um, it probably was this Disney book. 
to my little daughter that's almost three years old. Um, <laughs> and I don't by know. the way, uh, listeners, he has a um, aerial shirt on. That, that shows how more confident he is. He's got Little Mermaid shirt. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so that was the last book. It's, it's very interesting. So everybody has different ways of learning, okay? Now, what is that boxer's name um, to this? Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a Mayweather, so I can read. <laughs> I, I can read. However, whenever I read a book, I do not remember anything. So I can read an entire chapter of a book and I can, in my mind, think, what did I just read? And nothing comes to mind, I swear. And it's because I have ADD, but I think that's that's a good thing. I'm able mm-hmm. to multitask with big picture things, um, but I have ADD and I can't, I can't, com- I can read a book, but it won't stick. And so... Um, I, I recently switched to trying audio books and, you know, it went good. I mean, I was on a plane and I probably listened to like, I don't know, three hours. I mean, yeah. that's a huge, that's how I'm reading all my books, but I, I started read. off in the wrong book. What did you read? Started off in the wrong book. I got suckered into this free first book <laughs> with audio books, <laughs> free trial. And, uh, I, I and this book sounded interesting. It was about this, this, uh, guy who was um, in, he had some medical condition go and his feet went, his legs went, and then everything went and he fell into almost like a, a, a staying awake coma where he couldn't communicate. And he oh couldn't my gosh. It was like a total of six years or something like that before somebody caught him twitching his eye. And now he's like a big, he's an author, he can write with his hands. Like they, they, found, they thought he was brain dead. Almost. Oh my and, goodness! Uh, and it remi- and the reason why I listened, I watched, but why it attracted me in the first place is because I feel that so many people are shoved up under the doormat and not given a voice. Their mm. voice is taken from them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. It, it, it and that happens so often in our industry. Yes, and, and, and that's why I say people have beautiful minds. Yeah, and they just don't even they don't have the ability. To utilize that beautiful mind. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they're an introvert or not an introvert. I'm sorry you still have a beautiful mind. At some point, somebody told you to zip it. Introverts can still talk. Absolutely. They still have a voice. They still have beautiful minds. And I was so drawn from that book because I just wanted to hear what I could have been myself. Yeah. Because I was being told to shh, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Quiet. Be mm-hmm. quiet. Don't say nothing. And um, anyways... I started reading the book, got into three hours. I want to sound if it was a six hour book. Have you book finished the book? I didn't finish it. I'm not going to finish it. It was too sad. I like uppity. All right. Like- yeah. You chose, you didn't choose the right book. You did not choose the right book. Right now, I'm reading Presence by Amy Cuddy. It's about mm-hmm. like being powerful in the way we stand, in our mannerisms, and. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I stick with straight professional development, empowering books. That's all I yeah. read. But yeah, it's was, good. It it's a, easy to listen to. It was a bad idea to, yeah. to start with that one. But I liked it. Um, I, I, but I'm a listen. You know, I like to listen. I'm a hands-on person. I'm, I'm smart in that aspect. I mean, I tested into college at age 15. And believe it or not, I have not read. I did not read one college book. I didn't mm-hmm. read one book. Mm-hmm. None. Mm-hmm. And 16, 17, 18, I stayed on president's list. 
the mm-hmm. minute that I went to Ohio State and, and switched colleges, you know, I graduated with a three point one GPA, but <laughs> I realized when I graduated, nobody was hiring me off of a cum laude. Like, who cares about that? Like, I'm gonna graduate with all kinds of memories. You go ahead and get your little your little wraparound purple. Uh, well, I'm scarf. getting what? mine. I'm getting mine. That's one. When I graduate in May, I want mine. Okay. All We're right. in a place in life. We're in a different place in life, though. Yes, time, that's true. Twenty years old. I mean, you are doing this for your family, for your empire, etc. Man, I was going to college just because I was trying to graduate. Yeah, <laughs> and I was going to have so many memories. And I'm not. I'm not disappointed that I took that route at all. But yeah. I didn't read a book. Yeah. I honestly did not read. So a you're book. like one of those students that I have that I, like just like, oh my gosh, is he is he paying attention? No, right at we're that. not paying attention. <laughs> right, be- right before, right before the test, what we're going to do is we're going to go to those sections. To me, it was common sense. Like, why in the world are people reading all this? Why don't they do two things? Go to those boxes that says this is important. And go to the end chapter summary and read all the questions. And if you don't have the answer, go find it. And boom, you're ready for a B. You know what? I can't even deny. I can't even act like I have not done that myself. So let's keep it real. (laughs) All right. This is my final question. What was the best career advice you've ever been given? The best career advice that I've ever. Yes. Have mentors. Have mentors and and surround yourself around people that bring you up and can share their wisdom and have have mentors, have mentors. And on that note, it's and this kind of coincides with what you had asked before. I don't think you should ever go to a mentor and just straight dig for information. I think that you should go to people and ask, how can I help you or how can I get to know you or tell me about yourself? Or tell me about your kids and your family and what is your passion or how did you get there? Not give me all of the advice in the world. Yes. Because I'm going to tell you what, if somebody comes up to me and I have a connection with them, immediately I'm going to want to share. But how am I going to get a connection if you say, hi, my name is Susie Q. Here's my business card. I speak on. No. More like, hey, been wanting to meet you. Yes. Your daughter's, your daughter's cute. Yes. Want, I mean, something like that is so much more important. So the the relationships, the best advice I have been given is is, is the is is building the relationships yep. and beating being around people that have been there, um, you know, been there and done that. And I have a nice black book of people that are have been there and done that and that are such, such amazing givers. And yeah. such amazing people. And there's not a crazy amount of them. And I'm sure I'll miss a bunch of people. But Linda Miles, Trish O'Hare, Tracy Butler, Edie Gibson, Susan Wingrove, mm-hmm. Linda Miller. I mean, I can keep on going if you want me to. But <laughs> but these are people that are actually, you know, they're all, they're not in my age group. Yeah, yeah. And they're full, they're come from a place of abundance because there can be the opposite. Oh, yeah. People that are the old guards that are saying, oh, no, you're not getting into my shoes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Eventually, eventually they're going to have to hand the baton off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Eventually they're going to have to. So you just got to wait for those people to, you know, say say bye or get kicked out or whatever you want. But eventually, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know what? I, I appreciate those who live 
and breathe through abundance and are true servant leaders. You see the yep. difference. You see the difference, which I'm just so thankful that even in 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 your um, I'm thankful for you and thank you for, for so many people I've met that even in their own journey, they just took a few minutes out of their time to just share an encouraging thought or something like that. And um, it really it really makes a difference. It really makes a difference in our career. So that's the end of our conversation. I mean, we can go on and on and on. Seriously, <laughs> it was so great. I mean, I, I really appreciate everything you're sharing and um, you being on the podcast and just let let everybody know how they can reach you or see you. Obviously, we know you're not going to give your email, but <laughs> tell them about your Facebook group and your website. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, and, and I'm, I'm okay with um, messaging me. That would be perfect, actually. So connect through Facebook. Um, you can, you can add me, uh, you can send me a message and I can add you on Messenger. And mm-hmm. um, the group Trapped in an Op is uh, definitely a place where you want to go if you're interested uh, in exploring all the opportunities within our career going to a place that's super positive. I am very confident that I have the biggest group on Facebook and dentistry that is the most positive group. So biggest, most positive. There's groups I would that have are bigger. to agree. I would have to agree with that. Yes. I'll have so to. The, <laughs> so the group is called Trap in an Op. That means mm-hmm. trapped in a clinical operatory, but trapped in an op. If I could change the name of the group, I would, but we've got too big. I can't change it. Yeah. Uh, so we're known as gold diggers, not mm-hmm. gold, but gold diggers. So that is where you can, can find me is on that group. Send me a, a private message. Uh, that would be the best way to contact me. And it's not that I don't want to help people. I absolutely do want to help people by sending an email. I just learned, don't send the emails. Let's keep that business. Let's keep it on social media. Yeah, and here's yeah. the, other thing that's, so the other thing that's really cool is, is you can ask a question on Chats and Op. I can answer it and I can answer it one time. A lot of people can see it which is the power, you know, the, the power of Facebook. So Absolutely. anyway, that's where you can reach me. I got so many different websites. My, my main website is a www.elijahdesmond.com. And off of that website, you can, you know, go and explore the dental cruise or the consulting or a million other things that I'm doing. That, that's not the point of this podcast. So you go to the website, that's where you can find me. You can send me an email that way. My email is not publicized on there, but you can send me a message. So... <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Elijah. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yes, thank you so much.